And I guess good morning to you once again. Thank you very much for staying with us this morning on gospelbellsradio.com. If you're just joining us, it's a pleasure to have you with us. It's Monday, the 27th of November, 2023. The program is On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. Let me begin uh, by inviting you again to join us on Friday, the 1st of December at 8 p.m. for the season 2023 uh, Gospel Best Radio's Festival of Nine Lessons and Christmas Carols. We always aim to be the first to welcome all and sundry to the season when Christians are invited to go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you very much. Today we are beginning our engagement this morning with this story. I do not know whether to classify it as, as an intriguing story or one that should make one laugh or alarmed. But this is the story of a passenger in a domestic flight in Nigeria who sent out a tweet about Nigeria and disclosed something that caught many people's attention on social media. According to this person, uh, known as Peacock on Twitter, and his tweet, of course, was relayed by many bloggers in Nigeria because he said that the passengers on that domestic flight found themselves in shock because their flight heading for Abuja mistakenly landed in Asaba. And for those who are not familiar with, uh, with the geography of Nigeria, Abuja is like at the very center of Nigeria, approximately so. Uh, Northern Nigeria still, but you'll find it somewhat uh, central, not central part of Nigeria. Asaba is in the south of Nigeria, south-south of Nigeria. And so you would not expect that a flight that took off from Lagos that took passengers traveling from Lagos to Abuja would land in Asaba. And not only that, not only that, I want to read out the tweet and you will see how ridiculous this thing really is. This person wrote saying, Nigeria, my country. We departed Lagos about an hour ago on Fly United NG to Abuja. And upon arrival, the cabin crew confidently announced that we've arrived Abuja. Only for us to realize that we landed in Asaba. Apparently, our pilot was giving wrong flight plan from Lagos. I mean, this person put uh, a, a laughter emoji there and also a surprise uh, emoji with his hands on his head. And I do not know what, what, what to make of something like that. Uh, first, you may consider it as ridiculous, as even humorous, even comic. On the one hand, but on the other hand, you must necessarily be alarmed. Indeed, everyone must be alarmed about this. Uh, every person of good must be alarmed about this. You may be thinking of how the passengers can uh, can go after these uh, airlines to get some uh, some form of damages for for the time wasted. But you know, uh, you can you can't even begin to to articulate and contemplate the loss to the passengers in terms of time. In terms of opportunities, I mean, you do not know what uh, some of the passengers were going for in Abuja. The time they must have lost, uh, the opportunities some of them uh, would have lost by that gross negligence. Because that's the only way to, to, to characterize it. 
uh, and you, you just can't put it all together but again that's that's one engagement with this story that engagement is to really be alarmed at the incompetence of that airline and to be alarmed as well that an airline that could be this incompetent that could be incompetent about something like this uh, should make one wonder at what other uh, what other areas that airline has been cutting corners because I, I mean what comes to my mind is to suppose that uh, this airline either has a crew not properly trained not properly trained so much so uh, that well the crew flew from from Lagos to uh, to Asaba and there was that disconnect, right, between the pilots and the the people making the announcement. That, that, that disconnect, I mean, that disconnect should be alarming in itself. That disconnect should be alarming that the flight took off from Lagos, flew to Asaba, south-south Nigeria, from Lagos, southwest Nigeria, flew to Asaba, south-south Nigeria, and the cabin crew announced to the passengers that they, they've been that they have arrived in Abuja, North Central Nigeria. I mean, think about that. Think about that. Think about that, the incompetence, the negligence, and how alarming that should be. And you see, this should bring to mind uh, an alarm that was sounded a while ago by the now famous uh, private investigative journalist in Nigeria, David Uday. David Uday did an expose on the Nigerian aviation industry, and he sounded the alarm that, look, many... Uh, aviation airlines are now cutting corners in terms of manpower, in terms of uh, of uh, of aviation fuel and other and other areas. And every one of us know uh, that uh, when corners are cut in matters like this, it could result really in in tragedy. And we do pray that the Lord will uh, will will avert tragedy for us uh, in the aviation industry in this country and everywhere in the world. But this should be alarming that something like this that something like this happened. I'm looking at many of the of the reactions to this. Somebody spoke about that airline and said, "Look, they operate very anyhow flights, but cheaper cost though." Somebody said that the that when he flew on one of the airlines, somebody started collecting details of passengers uh, because they because because they were delayed. Uh, another person said, "Oh, Nigeria, that's Nigeria is the home of incompetence." And somebody said humorously that maybe the pilots used Google Map and it was misled by Google Map. Another person was saying, "This is no joke." This is no joke, and it's no joke, really. And I must say that it's no joke. People should not just laugh this off. This is something that even the uh, aviation regulators should laugh off. In fact, there's something to laugh about. The only thing to laugh about is perhaps to just say, oh, how confused the crew uh, was. So meaning that even the crew thought that they arrived in Abuja until, well, the door was opened uh, and passengers alighted and found themselves in Asaba. How can that be? How can that be? Again, this is one of the instances where you 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 you, you rely on the res ipsa loquitur principle, the principle that says that uh, the facts speak for themselves. When there has been incompetence or negligence or where something fundamental has gone wrong, something alarming has gone wrong, but you cannot place your hand on it. You do not know. You do not, you do not have uh, sufficient information on what has gone wrong, but the facts uh, as displayed tell the story of something gone wrong and that's what we have right and that's exactly what we have right here these these facts uh, tell us something gone wrong with that airline 
or with the uh, regarding the competence of the crew or something else that we do not know of right now well I ask myself from a Christian point of view, how do you engage the story like this? I mean, what, what comes to mind is what our Lord said in Matthew 15:14. Uh, the story of the blind, leading the blind, both will fall into a pit. Both will fall into a pit. Uh, and the lesson from that is you want to be sure about the person leading you. You want to be sure about the person who is in, who is in the driver's seat. You want to be sure about the person who is, the, who is in the cockpit, the person who is the pilot. You want to be sure about the person who is leading you in the more in the most important things in life. And what is more important than your uh, than your spiritual journey? You want to be sure that you are following the right person. Be sure you are following the right person. Uh, Jesus said of those who are following the Pharisees in those days and said, look, it's a case of the blind, leading the blind. Both will fall into a pit. Uh, they will fall into a pit. In this case, this airline did not fall into a pit, but of course got into the wrong destination. Anybody who wants to arrive at the right destination, who wants to arrive at this lesser city, must be sure that he or she is following the right airline and i'm using that figuratively here yeah, you want to be sure but you see you are limited when we talk about airlines and making choices like that uh, you're not it is not possible for every passenger to it is not possible for every passenger to have the capacity uh, to make due diligence inquiries as to the competence and the qualifications of the pilot and of the good faith and 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 carefulness of the airlines but you be able to trust the regulators that they are they are that, that they are uh, supervising these things that they are ensuring that some standards are kept uh, but, but that's talking about the aviation but talking about spiritual matters everybody has the capability the capacity to 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 make a judgment as to whether he or she uh, is following the right guide, right guide. And yes, uh, the book of First John gives us the compass. We we are called to test all spirit, test all spirit. And how do you know any spirit that does not confess Jesus as Lord uh, is not is not from Christ? Not from Christ. I do pray uh, that you will not be led astray. I do pray that you are not going to end up in the in the wrong in the wrong destination. And and this is so true. Anybody who is following a gospel other than the gospel of Christ will end. In the wrong destination. I mean, that's what, what that's what it can be sure of. Anybody who is following anything other than the gospel of Christ will end in the wrong destination. There are people who are gullibly, one may say, are following those who are preaching the gospel other than the gospel of Christ. And what's the gospel of Christ? That Christ came to die for sinful men in accordance with the scripture, that Christ died uh, for sinful men in accordance with the scripture, that Christ rose uh, for sinful men in accordance with the scripture, and that Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead in accordance with with, with the scripture. Any other gospel, maybe the prosperity gospel, uh, the feel-good gospel, the positive thinking gospel, or all the many gospel plus uh, variants out there will lead to the wrong destiny. There are many people who will get there on the last and will say no, but we, we suppose that we are being led uh, to the celestial city. That we suppose that we are being led to the celestial city and they will find themselves uh, somewhere else. So this story, uh, I do 
hope really that the passengers would band together in some way and pursue a redress against that airlines and we also hope that the regulators uh, the aviation regulators in nigeria will take this matter seriously and will intervene in the in the right way uh, before uh, there is tragedy in the aviation industry in nigeria this is sad it is sad that something like this could happen. Yeah, people, people are saying that, yes, uh, mistakes like this happen from time to time in, in the aviation industries, but uh, there are exceptions to the rule. We, we all must admit that there are exceptions to the rule, and the lesson is as clear as it comes. You want to be sure that you are being driven, you are being flown to the right destination. And then this matter of this 11-year-old girl who has been declared missing in Podako, this is heartbreaking. I'm looking at the picture of the girl here, a beautiful-looking girl said to be 11-year-old and now declared missing. According to this report, it says an 11-year-old girl, Naomi Soloye Elijah, has been declared missing in Podakot River State. According to her family, she was last seen on Saturday, November 25, 2023, at Okilo Road, Abuloma area of Podakot. The girl, Sotonye, a GSS2 student of Myred Treasure Academy, was reportedly taken by a stranger while on her way to her mother's shop. Anyone with useful information or whereabouts should please contact the family on these phone numbers. And the phone numbers are there, 0816-513-9430-0812-948-7309-0703-580-2277. And I do pray really that uh, that this girl will be found. Lord, let us all pray. Uh, please say a word of prayer for her. And we must pray even right now. Lord, we pray for this girl who has been declared missing. Lord, may it please you to confound the plans of the evil ones, the wicked ones who took her. Lord, uh, Daniel confessed in Daniel 2.22, saying that you reveal deep and sacred things. You know what is in the darkness and light dwells in you. You know where this girl is. Lord, may it please you to deliver her in Jesus. May it please you to lead law enforcement authorities and her parents to exactly where she is and may the outcome of this matter glorify you lord in jesus name amen and amen and you know i relating with stories like this again it calls our attention to the uh to the moral decadence that uh, we are in as a society and to the many ills in our society uh, that well People are kidnapping children, some for their sexual pleasures, some for ritual purposes. Uh, there have been horrible stories, you know, in the past, especially from the U.S., maybe because they are reported, maybe perhaps it happens in other parts of the world as well, you know, uh, those who kidnap girls, ladies, and even women, and then they keep them as sex slaves and keep them in different places for years. For years, there was a story of a woman who was kept for 10 years and she eventually uh, was delivered. I do, I do pray that that will not be the lot of any one of us, nor will it be the lot of 
of this girl as well. It's a miracle working God, and really, I will be most delighted. I will be most glad to hear good news about this. All of all, of, please let all all of us remember uh, this girl in prayer. It will be to the glory of God that that she's found, and you know uh, what horror and distress the parents must be passing through right now. How sad. Outside indeed. May God really may God heal our land. May God expose the people who are who are perpetuating this uh, evil work. May God expose them and bring them uh, to ridicule and to judgment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. I'm talking about horrors done to children. There is this story. I remember that last week on, on Friday, uh, we celebrated that breakthrough ceasefire deal brokered between Israel and Hamas regarding Israel's further incursion into Gaza for the purpose of punishing Hamas, for the purpose of demobilizing Hamas, for the purpose of ensuring that Hamas uh, would lose the capability to carry out uh dastardly acts such as the October 7 uh, terrorist attack on Israel. Now, as part of that ceasefire deal, uh, we understand that hostages would be exchanged uh, between uh, Hamas and Israel. Uh, Hamas has been holding a number of innocent people, including Americans and Israelis. You know, innocent people, some of them were taken while they were at a, at a show, uh, at a concert, and some of them were taken from their homes. It was a horrible thing that happened on October 7 when Israel was taken unawares. Now we are reading, and this is just and I must tell you, uh, every old stage so far released would have a story to tell. I, I always say this to many people. I say when you hear stories of 10 people, 10 people were affected by this, 15 people were affected by this, uh, 20 people were affected by that, uh, it is it is always tempting to just look at the figure and say, oh, 10 people, oh, 20 people, oh, 50 people, oh, 100, what... what but you see, uh, each person affected has a unique story. Each person affected has a unique story. And if you were to take uh, the story of each of the hostages released or each of the persons killed, each of the families affected by uh, that terrorist attack on Israel on October 7, and indeed any terrorist attack for that matter, you would find uh, that uh, there is a human tragedy somewhere. It's a human tragedy that will make uh, one to, uh, to really be affected emotionally and rightly so. And, and so this story is told of the four-year-old American girl whose parents were killed on October 7 and now freed by Hamas alongside Israeli and Thai hostages. So we are reading now uh, that Hamas has freed uh, Israeli and Thai hostages, people from Thailand, hostages, and it would appear that the first American released uh, is this four-year-old American girl. I want to take the story. It says a four-year-old American girl held by Hamas in Gaza was released on Sunday, November 26, U.S. President Joe Biden said, as the militant group said it had handed over 13 Israeli hostages, three thighs, 
three people from Thailand and one person with Russian citizenship on the third day of a truce with Israel. The release of some of the hostages captured when Hamas fighters rampaged through southern Israel on, on October 7 is to be reciprocated by Israelis who are expected to free up to 39 Palestinian prisoners. Biden said he hoped the pause in fighting between Israel and Hamas can go on as long as prisoners are getting released. He said he hoped more Americans would be released by Hamas. Biden said the four-year-old hostage Abigail Eden had witnessed her parent being killed by Hamas fighters during the October 7 raid into Israel and had been held since then. Quote, what she endured is unthinkable. End of quote. Biden said at a news conference in the U.S. And I think the President of the United States has put it uh, correctly, accurately. What she endured indeed is unthinkable. I mean, you can imagine the scars, the scars on the mind, uh, the scars on the on the psyche of that of, of that girl, just a four-year-old girl who was made to witness the killing of her parents and also was held by hostile strangers for uh, for for more than a month since October seven. Now she has been released, and we thank God that she has been released. But you see, the horror is done. And there must be justice. There must be justice for her and for her parents. And I do hope uh, that those uh, commanders, the people uh, directly behind those attacks on October 7, will eventually be caught and and would face the wrath of of the law as uh, as as. As they should, as they should. But we look at this girl and then we say, oh, what a life, what a life. And someone will look at her and say, oh, what a bleak future. And there is no, I mean, and that is right. You look at it from human uh, perspectives and say, what a bleak future for her. Uh, what, uh, some, some would say, what, what a damaged, what a damaged girl. And indeed, uh, one should not make light of what has happened to her, of how she must be affected by this, of how much love and and counseling and care she would need to really be rehabilitated and to forget uh, things like this. I do not know whether a four-year-old girl would always remember matters like this or perhaps when she uh, becomes, or maybe it will fade, it will fade away, I do not know, but a four-year-old will probably remember. But this much I know that God can make beauty out of ashes. That much that that that, that much we know. That's what we know. No matter how ugly a situation, God can turn it around and make it a beautiful life. It is not it is not to say that she would never uh never forget. Uh, even if she wants to forget, this is the age of the internet, she would always remember her name is uh, right there. And she and I mean the internet will always be there, as they say. The internet never forgets. So even if she if she even if she wants to forget, uh, the internet will never make her forget. She will always remember this. I do hope that this will not make her grow up when she grows up and fully understands what has happened and reads all the stories. I hope she will not grow up to be a hardened person who says, "Look, I must exact vengeance on the world." Because that's what happens to some people uh, when they grow up and then they understand how life. Or some people have dealt with them a bad hand. They say, look, I'm going to exact vengeance. And then they live a life of violence. They live a life of uh, seeking vengeance everywhere. On the other hand, a person who has been touched by God, notwithstanding that life has dealt that person a bad hand, as we would say, and notwithstanding that that person has been done, that person says, no, instead of that, I'm going to spread the love 
of Jesus Christ. And I do pray that that would be the uh, that would be the lot of this four-year-old girl, uh, that she would be one who would say, "No, I'm going to spread uh, the love of Christ." I'm, that that you'll be the one who would say that. Oh, instead of uh, instead of repaying evil for evil, I'm going to repay evil with good. May May our future be bright. And again, this is another case where we say that, you see, uh, God want, this is another instance where uh, God would want to show how great he is, how great he is, how he can turn things around, how, how he can from, how, how he can lead us from thorny roads uh, to joyful ends. If you listen to today's edition of Pilgrim's, uh, Pilgrim's Joy, uh, that hymn, Be Still My Soul, Be Still My Soul, because, well, your Savior was undertaking to guide you. He's the only one that I know of, I do not know if you know any other person, who can take you through thorny roads, roads of thorns, you know, roads filled with thorns. He's the only one who takes a person through thorny roads to a joyful end, uh, a place, a road that you think would lead to disaster and ruin. Uh, if God is your driver, if God is your shepherd, if he's your leader, that road will lead to a joyful end. And I do pray that that will be the portion of of this girl, this four-year-old girl, whose parents were killed by a mass terrorist and now has been released. We should also be concerned about the many other people who are still in captivity, uh, who are still held by Hamas. What a horrible, evil organization indeed. And let us pray that the Lord will make them the capsule of his will and that many of the innocent people they are still holding will come out alive. Amen. Okay, now you know, I'm very sure you know that uh, in, in the United States, uh, Thanksgiving was celebrated uh, last Thursday, last Thursday, and of course Thanksgiving in the United States is a big, big deal, and rightly so. Uh, when the celebration, the holiday was instituted, it was by Abraham Lincoln, I, I think I'm right about that, and he instituted it as a means for the United States to give thanks to divine providence, that is to God. For his goodness to the people of of the United States, uh, in the if you go to the proclamation, the Thanksgiving proclamation uh, by Abraham Lincoln uh, when the first Thanksgiving was proclaimed, which has now since become an annual observance in the United States, uh, it was proclaimed here uh, or in the United States on October 3, 1863. The president then, the then president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, uh, wrote, The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthy skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fall to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. 
in the midst of a civil war of unequal magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression. Peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed. And harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union, yet need with diversions of wealth and then many things. This is reciting uh, what has happened, uh, what, what was happening in the United States at that time, 1863, was during the war. Yet, Abraham Lincoln was emphasizing there that notwithstanding the war going on, uh, the country uh, continued to prosper and to enjoy relative peace, except in the, uh, in the areas where where the world was going and then he said that look at the people they need to be gracious uh, to the most high god for the gift that he has given and he invited all americans he said i do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the united states and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last thursday of november next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent father who dwelleth in the heavens and i recommend to them that while offering up at the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings they they do also with humble penitence for a national perseverance and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows orphans mourners and sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and the reason why i'm bringing this up is just to uh, to to emphasize and to bring back to remembrance the reasons why uh, this holiday in the United States, which has become a, a global holiday, many people observe it even in other parts of the world. Many people, even when they don't observe it, they they become aware of it that it's Thanksgiving in the United States. This was seen by Abraham Lincoln in 1863 when he called uh, Americans to remember the gracious gift of the Most High God, uh, and we thank God for the enduring. Uh, the enduring tribe of Christians all over the world and in the United States who, when they celebrate Thanksgiving, they look up, they look up and say, Lord, we thank you. But there are many people as well who now see it merely as as a holiday, who now see it merely as a time for reunion, who now see it as a, merely a time for festivity. And of course, businesses who see it as an opportunity for uh, for, for making sales, you know, uh, Thanksgiving sales. The same thing has happened to, to Christmas, right? Not many people remember the reason for the season and many people see it as a time for family reunion and for festivities and for making sales. Uh, the same thing is happening to Easter as well. Just a holiday. Uh, just a time for merrymaking. Just a time for making sales. It should not be so among us. We should never forget the reasons for these holidays. We should never forget the reasons uh, for this uh, celebration. I'm talking about the reason for this celebration. Uh, I came across this story of a woman in a polyandrous relationship who showed off her two husbands and their kids as part of her own Thanksgiving. As far as own Thanksgiving, this is a woman, and you know what the poly, you know what the polyandrous relationship is. This is that is where a woman has more than one husband. This lady is in is in a polyandrous relationship, and as part of, as part of the celebration of Thanksgiving for her in the United States, she showed off a picture of her and her two husbands and their three kids, and a. She's saying this is courage. So, uh, again, it brings to mind that a holiday set apart, you know, to look up to God and to thank Him. 
uh, is now a holiday that is bastardized by so many people all over the world. And this uh, this picture uh, of this lady and her two husbands is just representative of how many of many things, many observances in the world has now been bastardized. Because if you are called to look up and to acknowledge God as the source of all the good things in your life, acknowledging Him as the source also requires you to acknowledge His laws, to acknowledge His rule over you, and not to deviate uh, from them. This report says a woman in a polyandrous relationship has shown off her family. After Thursday's Thanksgiving in the U.S., the woman known as Passion Jones posed, posted, sorry, posed for a photo with the two men in her life and their sons. She added in the caption that she was thankful for the courage and authenticity to live out loud with such a gorgeous family. Exactly. So this brings up the question. Uh, in, the, in the U.S., one of the practices during Thanksgiving is for people to post on social media, I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for? You know that question that we always ask on Thankful Thursday. What are you thankful for? We are, we are, what are you especially thankful for? So uh, at Thanksgiving, and of course, you know that we observe Thanksgiving in different churches all over the world as well. Many people, first Sunday in November, some others, uh, other Sundays in November. In, in my own church, we observe it yesterday. And it was a it was a grand celebration to the glory of God. So people asked, indeed, we must be able to articulate and say, "I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for this." We should be able to articulate it, although it is impossible for us to recount God's goodness in order. Remember what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 40. I said, "Many, O Lord, are, your, are the wonderful works which you have done, and your." Your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I were to declare and speak of them, uh, they would be, uh, they cannot be numbered. They cannot be numbered. But still, we must be able to say, Lord, I'm thankful for this. It is interesting that this lady posted on social media and said, I'm thankful for, listen, the courage and the authenticity to live out loud with such a gorgeous family. There are many people who are thankful for the very wrong things, who are thankful for the things that God does not want them to do. And they say it so courageously. They say it so, as as you just put it, they say, they say it without, uh, without qualms at all. They say it without even seeing the the incongruity in what they are writing. Because some people say, I'm thankful, yet they don't believe in God. And the question is, if you say you are thankful, thankful to who? Thankful to who? Thankful to yourself? Or thankful to your country for giving you the opportunity to do the things you are doing? Or thankful to who? Thankful to the people in your life? You see, if you are thankful to yourself, uh, who are you? Who made you? Who made you? Uh, you have no control over your. You have no control over even the next breath that you that you hope to take. If you are thankful to your family and the people around you, if you owe your thanks, if you you you, you, you think you owe your happiness to them, well, they also are owned by somebody else, by Lord God Almighty. If you are thankful to your country, look, it just takes. Uh, countries can be wiped off the map in just an instance. Countries can be brought uh, to their knees just an instance. It is foolhardy for anyone to be thankful to anyone other than the Lord God Almighty. It is even more foolhardy for anyone not to know to whom thanks should be given. Do you get it? Some people just say, okay, I don't know to whom thanks should be given. I'm just thankful. I know th- I know this is a good thing in my life and I'm thankful, but I know I don't know to whom thanks should be given. I, I, I do seriously suspect that it is not true and that people don't know to whom thanks should be given. They know, they just don't want to uh, they just want to, to acknowledge the Lord. And again, 
Another way to engage this story is to look at how, you see, sinfulness and ungodliness is glamorized nowadays. You see the glamour in it? Because I'm looking at this picture. If you do a search for it, you, you probably find it online. It's, the name of the lady is Passion Jones. Passion and Jones. Passion Jones uh, in a polyandrous relationship. You see the picture? Of course, uh, if you look at if if you rate it by whether it's a beautiful picture, it is, a, it is indeed a beautiful picture. The two men, handsome, and the lady herself, not looking bad, and the boys, of course, looking as healthy as possible. And you see the the mind that is has not been taught by the Holy Spirit. We look at the picture and you say, what can what can possibly be wrong with a picture like this? And you see that is very purpose of the devil leading people like this to pull to post pictures like this uh, because many young people, uh, many uh, people whose minds have not been taught by the Holy Spirit, they look at a picture like this and ask the question, what? can possibly be wrong with a picture like this. The lady is smiling. The two men are looking pleased with themselves. Uh, the children also appear to be healthy and, and in good spirit. So what can possibly be wrong uh, with a picture like this? So people say, look, just do you. Do you. Just be you. Uh, define your own happiness. Craft your own happiness. Craft your own happiness and live by it. And that's why this lady wrote saying uh, that she is thankful for the courage and the authenticity to live out loud with such a gorgeous family. I want to uh, give you that as well. Many people say that, look, uh, many the Christians who don't do the things that the Bible asks them not to do, that they really, really want to do those things. But uh, they're just not doing them because where the Bible forbids it. And That's not a new discovery. That's not something new. Yes, uh, the flesh is always drawing us to the things that we should not do. But we choose not to do those things because we have chosen to honor our Lord. We know he owns us and he has the right to tell us what to do and what not to do. He has drawn boundaries for us and we are wise enough. We have been made wise, rather. We have been made by the, we, we have been made wise by the Holy Spirit to stay within the bounds that he has drawn for us. So, so they argue, if you go to some... Uh, if you listen to some some secular thinkers, they say, look, if you want to live courageous and, and and you want to be authentic in your living, then you do the things you really want to do. Don't do the things that uh, you are doing only because God God has told you not to do them. Live courageously, live an authentic life. I mean, that's another that's another deception from the devil. It says, look, you are not living an authentic life because the things you really want to do. You are not doing them for the sake of Christ because uh, you want to honor the Lord. That is the way, that is the real authentic life. The real authentic life is to stay within the boundaries drawn by your maker. They are foolish who say to themselves that, oh, there are no boundaries. They are foolish who say to themselves, I own myself. I own myself and uh, I can do what I want to do. I will live as authentically as possible because when I follow my own heart, that is living uh, in an authentic way. No, that is wrong. It is those who are following the Lord who are living the authentic life because it is the Lord who knows the way. It's the one who knows the way. It's the one who made the world. It's the one who is in control of the way. If he says this is the way, then that is the way. That is the authentic, that is the real authentic living. Uh, but a human being uh, who is mere, uh, mere mortal, whose heart is deceptive above all else, whose emotion uh, is, is unreliable, 
that human being says to himself or says to herself, look, I'll just follow my heart. And as, as long as I follow my heart, uh, that will be authentic living. That's a shame. That's a shame. And finally, I want to see anybody who is in this picture and who is led to suppose that it is the picture of a happy family should should think again. You should think again. If you look at a picture like this and you see all of them smiling, you say, what a happy family. What can possibly be wrong uh, with an arrangement like this? Oh, think again. Think again. They say that pictures tell a thousand stories, but you know that pictures tell also the... the Pictures also tell four stories. They tell four stories. And a picture like this, I do not know the details of their relationship, but I will go out on a limb and I'll tell you that this is not telling you the whole, it's not telling you the whole story. Anyone who deviates from what God has prescribed for humanity and for life, we reap the fruit of that disobedience. We always reap the fruit of that disobedience, and these these people they know what they are passing through, and deep in their hearts there is no peace, there is no joy, not the kind of joy that you know, not the kind of peace that you have been blessed with. May none of our children, may none of us, be led astray by false claims like this. Amen. Thank you very much for saving us this morning. God bless you really good. I look forward to being with you again tomorrow. Please remain firmly on the Lord's side. God bless you really good. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.